Pay attention to the last part. And will not suffer the destroyer to come into your houses to smite you. Let's bow our heads. Dear Lord Jesus, we do thank you. We thank you for your word. I thank you for this record of your hand and your moving and your presence through the ages of man. I thank you, Lord, that you gave to them, Lord. Gave them to us that they might be a lesson to teach us in this present day, in the year 2023. And I thank you, Lord, for that. And I pray, Lord, help us not to take it casually. Help us, Lord, not to just say it's a story that I've heard since I was a little child. But, Lord, help us to take it into our hearts, to consider it very uh, uh, strongly, Lord, that, Lord, we might still be found faithful and still find ourselves covered in that blood. Help us here this morning. Anoint these people lips of clay, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Shake a hand, be friendly next to you. And then you may be seated. Amen. Thank the Lord. Good having all of you. These scriptures are just kind of the um, the apex, mm-hmm. the top of the story, yeah. the greatest part, and um, it talked. It's talking about. We call it the Passover, but in the list of the plagues, uh-huh. it would be called the plague of the firstborn. The plague of the firstborn. Okay? We call it Passover because we celebrate him passing over. But he didn't pass over everybody. It was the plague of the firstborn. And when you look back on what happened during that particular time, it really, it boggles my mind. You know? And so... Really and truly, this is the last of the battles, the last part of the war. It's really the only war I I know of anywhere where God fought the entire battle and delivered the people. I don't really know of any other battle like that. There's other times he uses people, you know, that uh, tells them to rise up or to dig ditches or to do all kind of different things. But the children of uh, Israel didn't lift a hand on this. Not one thing. And it was a war. Nothing less than a war. And and so uh, there are times that countries and governments and people can... Uh, separate because uh, people protesting or sabotaging the country or or they uh, uh, an ar- another army comes in or they sabotage the country through the economies uh, uprising where citizens fight at times uh, you know but this is the only one that I know of that the Lord fought the entire battle yes he did yes and it's recorded in history. 
The Lord brought down ten massive events, changing events that transformed the environment. It changed, transformed the the economy, and it forever marked the people of Egypt, forever. Yeah. And uh, he did it. I looked back because I don't really know. You know, I've always wondered, but I, I I was looking trying to find how long did those ten plagues last? Yeah. Huh? Was it over a few years? Was it over just a few months? Well, some of the Jewish people felt like it was over a full year, but yet other Jewish commentators said that it was probably only like 90 days that all 10 of those things happened. Boom, boom, boom. That would be like the Americans coming in and bombing a country in major ways. Boom, boom. I think George Bush uh, called it shock and awe when we went into Iraq. Uh, the bombing. So, But the Lord did it in a way that got their attention. Yes. Amen. And so the uh, there were several of these plagues and, and they were personable. You know, so there are times things blow up or there's riots in, in America, but they're always somewhere else, right? Huh? How many's ever been within a block of a riot? I haven't been. Huh? No. I've been to places after it happened. I had to go travel to find it, you know? But the Lord, the Lord, made a change. Yeah. That word plague in Exodus talks about a strike. Somebody being hit. Somebody being put down. Some kind of sickness or disease striking a person. A plague. I know there's times we feel like plagues hit us, but folks, we don't know what a plague is really like. And so the first of the ten plagues that God uh, warred against uh, Egypt was the, the plague of blood. Yeah. I don't know about you, but next to iced tea, I don't like water. Yeah. Huh? Don't with me? Yeah. Or am I just preaching too slow? I like water. Yeah. Huh? All of the water in Egypt from the ponds to the wells to all those things turn to blood, including the mighty Nile. Would these youngsters now go look about the Nile and the Nile is just a wimp. And it's because there's these big dams upstream that have been keeping it from coming down like it used to. But every year it would, it would flood all over, amen? And uh, there have been people in years past, I don't know if they've ever succeeded, they tried to per turn the Savannah River green, huh? Yeah. And generally all you get is a green streak going down, amen? But the Lord turned the Nile and all that water into blood. Yes. 
You go to your sink and there's blood. You go out to the pond, there's blood. You go out to the well, blood. There's blood everywhere. God did that. Right. He made it personal. It was mainly against Pharaoh. He was the head. But he was head over the Egyptians and all the hell. And then you had the frog, uh, the, the plague of frogs. I immediately thought when we said plague of frog, I was thinking Andrew would probably say, oh, that'd be cool. <laughs> huh? Yeah. The only problem is whenever you lay down and there's a bunch of frogs, and when you go, you know, to the, there's frogs, when you go to wash, you know, and you're trying to put your toothpaste on and a frog jumps on it, and you know, you go to the cupboards and you open up the cupboards and there's frogs. Come on! Frogs, 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 frogs. Teeny frogs, big frogs, middle-sized frogs. Yeah. With wards, without wards, right. all kind of frogs. Yeah. Amen. That's a plague. Yeah. Huh? And Pharaoh, he just kind of laughed it off. He uh, he said, my, my magicians can do that good. Yeah. Huh? Then the Lord plagued them with lice. And actually, talking about gnats, biting gnats, huh? All over the place. Now you have to understand. A lot of times, these things like that, they're only restricted to certain places. But here, it was all over the land. You could not get away from it. God was fighting uh, Pharaoh and his rebellion against uh, him, against God. He was fighting him with little things that seemed like little things, but nobody else could do what God can do. I don't like a gnat. I don't like a skeeter. I don't like a, a flea or any of those type things. But the Lord spread a plague all across it. Now this one is one that gets me really bad. Flies. Flies. He sent a plague of flies upon the ground. You couldn't get away from them. It was inside the house, outside the house. You know, I'm uh, talking back about gnats and all that. Uh, I have been hunting a time or two that the mosquitoes and all that were so, so bad that when you try to take a breath, You'd suck them up in your mouth, you know? But uh, these flies were just as bad or worse all over the place. And if you know anything about flies, you know how nasty flies are. Huh? You know how nasty a fly is? Huh? First of all, a fly doesn't have any teeth. Do you know that? So the only way that they can eat is to suck stuff up. Okay? And so God gave them a special type of acid in their stomach that they spit out on whatever they want to eat. It softens it up, and then they... It's just as nasty as that. And I, 
the other rude thing about them is that every time they land, they do number one and number two. I'm talking about a plague of flies. Flies in the milk, flies in the cooking, flies in your nose, flies in your clothes, flies everywhere you go, yeah, yeah, you know, and I don't know if they knew all that about the flies way back then, but they probably did. They were real smart. Oh, a plague! A plague! And then the Lord sent what in the Bible is called murrain, which is another word for plague, among the cattle. <clears throat> and the cattle died. Except Israel's cattle. Now, how does that work? Huh? How does that work? God knows whose or whose. My God's a good shot. Huh? If God strikes somebody down with lightning standing right next to you and you're serving God, you'll be all right. My God's a good shot. Amen? And so this murray came and killed all the Egyptians' cattle that was on the ground. Then the next uh, plague that he sent <coughs> were boils that began to pop out on people. I don't know how it came out, but it boils. And I don't know about you, I, I've never really had a boil. I think maybe I might have had one boil in my entire life, you know. And, uh, but there, you know what a boil is? Oh, you do? Okay. Andrew, you know what a boil is? Oh, wow, y'all are smart. There, there's things that, you know, something that rise up on you. Generally, a boil is bigger than, a, than just a pustular. It'll rise up, and it can be hard. It can be nasty inside. And these things were popping up on people. And then the next, next troops that the Lord sent in was hail, thunder, and fire. Mm. Huh? Thunder happens anytime, right? right? But all across one country. And the thunder came down and the hail came down so bad that if you were caught out in the hail, you would die. The animals that were left, they died. Amen. And not only that, when the thunder and hail would be running along, there would also be fire running along with it. Yeah, yeah. Our God knows how to fight. Right. He knows how to bring a country to its knees. Right. He knows. Amen. And, uh, but you know, uh, there are times God's against uh, people. And we've got to recognize that. Right. I don't know about you. I don't want the Lord against me. No. Then he sent the locusts. Again, Andrew would learn, really like that. Lots of crickets. Huh? Lots of crickets. Locusts. But these locusts were different. The Bible said God created those locusts and there had never been any locusts like it before or since. And those locusts came 
And when they came in, they, they have locusts that come in on the, those countries at times. And they say it's just like a big old black cloud coming in. And uh, it's like a, coming in, and when it comes, it just destroys all kinds of stuff. But this one was especially destructive because the Lord sent it. And it ate everything that was green and all the grass in the land. Huh? They say that Egypt at one time was a lush, green land with trees and all kind of grass and all that. But since this time, it's been a dry desert place. And so, Pharaoh still wouldn't let the children of Israel go. It wasn't a hard request, but in some ways it was a hard request. Let my children go. He started off, who are you? He said, I am the Lord God Jehovah, and these are my people. Let them go. So the next plague that he sent was darkness. How many of you ever been in darkness? Oh, yes. Huh? Have you ever been in one of those cave tours and they turn the lights out on you? Now that's dark. But this darkness was even greater than that. This darkness uh, came across all of Egypt and it wasn't just during the nighttime. It was during the daytime. And this darkness was so uh, strong and so uh, effective and so powerful that uh, the Egyptians could feel it in their bones and they would hurt. And they were moaning and crying because of the darkness. And uh, when you lose sight, when you lose light, oh, it's a painful thing. If you've never known light, maybe it'd be one thing, but to lose all of it and for it to be gone, oh, the sun, the stars, the light, huh? Even at nighttime, or even in their places, they did not have light. They might have had uh, lamps going, but they still could not see. They were in darkness. But there was a miracle that went on. Huh? There was light on in the Israelites' houses. What? Light! Our God. He knows how to take care of his people, amen, and to protect his people. And that's the important part here is there's got to be a differential between the Egyptians and the Israelites. It's got to be a difference between us and the world. Yes, that's right. Okay? And so, finally... Finally, the Lord brought and started working on this last plague. This last plague. Uh, I, want, I want to mention something to you. God's not against people, folks. I don't want you to get that impression by all of this. God is not against people. Okay? Uh, as a matter of fact, I don't really know anything that God's against except 
sin and unrighteousness. Okay? That's what God's against. Sin and unrighteousness. And uh, <coughs> the Lord wasn't against the Egyptian people, but their leader and their gov government. And uh, he, uh, he was against Pharaoh because he did not recognize who the Lord was. And he also rebelled against God. Have you ever wondered, Brother Jeff, if I could just see a miracle, I would believe in God. You ever thought that? Huh? Anybody? If I could just see a miracle, I would believe in God. If God would just really move, I would believe in Him. Here were nine plagues that were predicted before they happened and they stopped at exactly the time that Moses asked the Lord to stop them. Amen. And uh, so here, the people of Egypt were seeing the miracles. Uh, there were rough miracles. There were plagues. But still, it was the Lord Jehovah that was controlling all of them. And so uh, Pharaoh was rebelling against God. He was fighting against him. He was hard-headed. The Bible said that. Except for, the Bible doesn't use the word hard-headed. It uses the word stiff-necked. Yeah. Is your neck stiff? Come on. Sometimes I think we got stiff-necked people in here. <laughs> you know why? I ask a question and you do. <laughs> Can I get a yes? Can I get a no? Huh? Something. Bobble your head. Do something. Yeah. <clears throat> Forget it, folks. I'm trying. Yeah, we've got <laughs> So the Lord made a plan. Yeah. I don't know that it's really recorded here in the scriptures, but I personally believe that if the Egyptians did what the Israelites did, they would be able to avoid this next plague too. Yeah. And so the next plague, the Lord came and told Pharaoh, the Lord is going to visit all of the firstborn of this country. And all of the firstborn are going to die. The firstborn of the sons or of the daughters or of the animals, all will die unless you let my people go. What? How, how is any one person going to do that? Pharaoh probably thought, well, look at that big soldier I got right over there. He's a firstborn. Nobody's going to kill him anytime soon. And so the Lord went to Israel and said, look, this is even going to apply for y'all. And here is what I'm going to do to help you out. Yeah. If you will take a lamb, a little lamb. That means ever seen the little lambs. 
Big lambs can get, be kind of dirty and smelly, but them little lambs, they are so cute. And they kick up their legs and all that kind of stuff. You're to take a little lamb and you're to let it stay in the house with you for a couple of days. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I don't know about you, but we had a rule around my house. Don't bring no cats in my house and don't bring no dogs in the house. It wasn't because I didn't like cats and dogs. It's because I like cats and dogs. And if you bring them in there, I become attached to them. It was important for the Lord to say, take a little lamb, bring him into the house with you, and on a certain day, you're to take him and cut his throat and catch his blood. You say, Brother Jeff, that's horrible. That is awful. Then they are to take that blood and take him a, a bush of hyssop and take it and go to the outside of their door and smear blood on the doorpost of it. I don't know about you, but I'd be doing everything. Amen. <laughs> and the Lord said, when I see that blood, I'll pass over that door. That's right. That's right. And the, the, he said, and the destroyer will not come. Uh, some people want to try to take that as somebody else other than God, but that was the Lord himself going in there. I'll not send that destroying plague and take that firstborn of whatever is in their house. Amen. Of son, daughter, or, or uh, animal. Man, take that blood. You say, Brother Jeff, that's terrible. Would you rather lose your son? Would you rather lose your daughter? Huh? Maybe you're the firstborn. And you're the dad or the mother. Do you want to die? Hmm? You know, I know this is, it's gross the way it sounds. And you might even say, I wouldn't do that. I'm asking you to be real with yourself. I don't really care what happens. I'm the second born. I'm not going to do that. You'd have to make a decision. Do you want to live or die? This is tough medicine, folks. This is tough sacrifice. This is tough love right here. Amen. And so in our society today as individuals, we would think, I could outsmart that. I'll, instead of killing a lamb, I'll get some red paint and put on there. The Lord knows the difference between red paint yes, and blood. Yeah, come on. Come on. Well, uh, uh, I'll just put some craft paper around it. No. I'll just get one of those electronic boxes that keeps pests away and put it out there. Huh? I'm just trying to get some kind of a, a what do they call it, vaccine figured out. No. No. And so you know what a lot of people in America today do? 
What they do, because a lot of the things that are asked there are asked to us today, but in a little different way. Instead, we just, I'm not really religious. We just try to ignore it. No, that doesn't really bother me. I don't believe in that. You know what? doesn't matter what you believe or what you don't believe. Amen. God's Word is forever settled in heaven. Amen. His Word proves itself over and over and over again. Amen. And uh, you might not believe in, a, a, you know, being a, what, what do they call that? When they evolve. We didn't evolve, folks. No. 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 I like monkeys and apes, but they ain't none of my, none of my kin. Come on. They ain't none of my kin. And so, we're in this same day right here of people rebelling against God. I love this. And it's so simple and it's so relevant. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved. The reason this story is so important, the reason that this history is so important is because of what Jesus did upon the cross. Because Jesus became our sacrificial lamb. He was the one that shed his blood to cover the doorpost of our hearts and our lives that we might make it to heaven. So that when the Lord comes by and he brings that death plague, amen, but oh, it's the worst death plague. You see, there's one thing to die just in this body, but if you die and then are sent to hell, that's called the second death. And oh, if you go to that second death, it's worse than anything we could ever, ever imagine or describe. But Jesus came to cover us. Woo! He came to be that sacrifice that we might live and not not die. I don't know about you, but I want to live. I want to live and I know that with Jesus in me, living in me, covering me, I can live. Folks, this is the story. This is the lesson. This is the need of this generation. They have got to get saved. Mm-hmm. And I want to tell you something. There are those that are out there, Teresa will be coming and getting some. There are those that are out there today that are passing around an abridged plan of salvation. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, what do you call it? It's skewed and been messed up in there. Right, right. Huh? It's just, it's just messed up. And we've got to be careful that we don't believe the lies that are out there. 
to save us. Yes. And He is well able to keep us. But you wouldn't even use that word keep if there wasn't a possibility right. of being lost. That's right. Amen. Yes. Amen. Brother Robert, it's a fine line. And sometimes trying to help people with it is difficult. But as a Christian, we need to have the assurance of salvation. But we should never get to the place where we think we've made it and we can never be lost. Right. Amen. Yes. Right. Amen. You know what sin is called after you're baptized and joined the church and become a member of the church? You know what sin is called after that? Huh? Sin. And the Bible's very plain. For the wages of sin is death. I thank the Lord we don't get saved. And, then the, and if you mess up, and turn the other way. I'm glad the Lord doesn't just write us off. But I'm going to tell you something. Anybody that does something like that, you're taking a chance. Amen. Trey, don't take a chance with your soul. Logan, don't take a chance with your soul. It's not worth it. I apologize. I don't know if it's antihistamines I've been having to take or whatever, but I feel slow. Like my glasses today. But uh, <clears throat> this is in my heart, folks. We better get right with God. Don't get right because Brother Jeff pats you on the back and I tell you, look like you're doing good. Look like you're doing Because there's a lot of things you can hide from Brother Jeff. What you're looking for and what you're desiring is for the Lord to come down and pat you on the back right. and say, yeah. you're doing pretty good. Yeah. You're doing all right. That's when I talk about those scriptures where it said that His Spirit would bear witness with our spirit that we are a child of God. Yeah. He'll let us know. Right. Amen. Right. And we need that assurance. Yeah. And if there's ever a time in America that we need this story, this story, history lesson retold is now. Amen. Amen. I titled this message Another Passover is Coming. Amen. I'm not talking about two weeks from today. I'm talking about in your life. Individually. Let's get that blood applied. One other point. I didn't mean to forget it. I'm so sorry. They could apply that that blood to the doorpost of that house. But there was another big point about that. You had to stay in. Right. Amen. You couldn't go out and wander around and say, oh yeah, but at my house, I got it, I got it down there. It's, it's okay. You had to stay in that house. For it to apply to you. You're going to have to stay in the house of the Lord, in the church, the assembly. I'm not saying necessarily this building, 
you know. But you've got to stay in the church. The called out ones. Been called out from this world. Amen. Had their hearts, that the blood applied, and our names written on the Lamb's book of life. Come, let's gather around this altar. Let's pray. And let's ask the Lord for that assurance of salvation.